Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radlich, and this is the second podcast I've done tonight. This is the Metal Hammer of Doom, and I am your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radlich. And tonight is, well, I'm just going to say it. Ladies and gentlemen, the, ho- the real host of tonight's podcast, the man of the hour, my brother from another mother, Mr. Essential, the disapproving dad, Jesse Starcher, I'm just going to get out of your way and let you, like Rova, take over. Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much, Mark, uh, for that wonderful introduction. Um, I wasn't planning on hosting tonight, so... Well, you're hosting uh, now, I, motherfucker. I, uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> wow. This is, uh, this is unexpected. No, I'm very excited. We are here tonight to be talking about uh, one of my favorite new bands that I found. Yeah, this isn't a band that I've known for quite a while. And I found these guys, I think, in late 2021. And by the end of the year, my Spotify said that I was in the top 0.5% of their listens for the year. (laughs) Now, as to whether that is a good thing or a bad thing, or just shows that I really, 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 really enjoyed this album, uh, that is... uh, that is to be seen. We'll find out what the other guys think about here. But, uh, you know, Mark, hey, I, I, we, we aren't alone, obviously. There's one Robert Cooper sitting over there. Robert Cooper, how you doing, man? Uh, I am about as wonderful as Angus Beef. Ooh, that is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, unless I you're do. a vegetarian and then you're just like, hmm. Yeah, I must tell yeah. everybody. I. <laughs> yeah, you got the line of ten urinals, and here comes the vegetarian. They're all all the urinals are empty, and here comes the vegetarian to stand right beside you to tell you he's a vegetarian. Um, I was I was wondering where this was going. I was like, is he about to like? <laughs> is he about to make a asparagus? <laughs> is he joke? about to make a salad or something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm out of bowls. So he used the urinal once again. Uh, if I had known it was going to be this kind of a party, I'd have stuck my dick in the mashed potatoes. Hey, no. we're, not we're not monetizing this. Wait, you didn't. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, but if I do, anyway. it'll be on Snapchat, and I'm gonna send it to my wife. <laughs> good. So you gonna are you tell me you're adding in the gravy? <laughs> oh, here comes the gravy pipe anime. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> but this is Jesse's show. Nasty. Oh wow. So I mean, hey, we're here to talk about the night flight orchestra that is correct night flight orchestra's 2021 release aromantic 2 it's a sequel <laughs> it is a sequel we never covered the first one i don't know yeah. if we planned on covered the first one well Tell no me about it, Mark. Uh, here's the thing like you you were like hey i want to cover the night flight orchestra aromantic 2 i'm all obsessed with this album so throw it on the calendar mr schedule and i said okay sure like if one of you, like, I always pick stuff because nobody does, but occasionally somebody was like, hey, can we talk about this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm always up for whatever nutty, crazy thing you guys want to do. So you're like, let's do this one. And I noticed, yeah, it's the, it's the sequel to Aromantic One. And I was right. like, does he not want to do the first one? Like, I didn't understand what the point <laughs> of all this was, On in all honesty. I just, I did as I was told. Okay. Yeah, so I completely consumed Aromantic 2, just kept listening to it and listening to it and listening to it and I'm like there's no way Aromantic 1 
could beat Aromantic 2. So we'll we'll just focus on the most recent album, trying to slip it in there. Uh, it's it's not extremely late. I know it's 2022, but we're getting this 2021 album in. Uh, and I will tell you that I did go back and listen to the first Aromantic. In my opinion, it does not hold up compared to Aromantic 2. It's not horrible, but okay. I think Aromantic 2 Can makes... Can you tell me why? Uh, oh, well, I think there's a lot more of a 80s pop vibe to this album than there was on Aromantic 1. And that gets points from me. Um, that's, it's not like they're a lot of the songs are horrible or anything. It's more along the lines of like, they felt like they were trying to add more elements, heavier elements. And trust me, when I say night flight orchestra and heavy in the same sentence, it really doesn't for what we're about to hear. You're like, where in the world do you get heavy from? Trust me, aromantic one, the, the, the first aromantic has some heavier elements in it. Now, mm -hmm. Listen, how does this qualify to be a Metal Hammer of Doom album? Number one, this... <laughs> Have you seen the other stuff we've done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but number one, the lead singer and founder, one of the founders of this band, is Bjorn Speed Strid. So this is the guy that, uh, known for soil work. Uh, he is probably one of the best metal singers out there. And he's one of the founders uh so along with david anderson it looks like we have it says the wikipedia has it listed here later joined by bassist charlie d'angelo of arch enemy and spiritual beggars which i think we've covered uh i think both of those artists on here before arch enemy i know for sure spiritual beggars i can't remember uh but i know i really enjoy some of their stuff uh richard larson and jonas collisbach uh we also have these wonderful backup singers the annas there's Anamia Bond and Anna Bygard, and I'm certain that I'm and, mispronouncing that. And oh, Susanna. Won't you cry for me? Well, I come uh, from Alabama we... with a banjo on my knee. <laughs> then we have to give a shout-out to John Lonmer, because we're going to hear a lot of keyboards in this album. Um, so let, I'm stopping right here, since I'm the host here. Mark, um, let me throw it to Coop. <laughs> Let's try that. Coop. Night Flight Orchestra, you've heard about these guys probably before I did. So what's your thoughts going into this album and who you thought Night Flight Orchestra was? And give us your give us your impressions. Uh, like I said, I think I actually had requested them on one of our year in podcasts. Uh, OK, because I discovered their song Gemini, uh, which is one of the greatest videos of all time because uh, space lesbians. Lovely. Tell me more. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're like traveling <laughs> through space and then. Run into these aliens that murder every single one of them brutally. Tell it's, me uh, more. <laughs> I, it's, I'm very It's animated, interested. so it can be as graphic and gory as it likes to be. Nice. Ooh, nice. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's a banger of a song, too. Uh, I've, I can't say that like I've listened to all of their stuff, but what I have listened to, I really like. Though I did find this album a little lighter than a lot of their previous stuff, from what I'm recalling, but... Mm -hmm. I still liked what they uh, what they brought to the table. It's still good. It's I mean, it's a little poppier than it is metal, but at the same time, like shit, it it brings me that part of the '80s that people act like is there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree, uh, Mark. And you hadn't had any experience with this band, right? 
Okay, actually, can you can you answer a question for me, Jesse? I'll try. Okay. So when you initially sold me on doing this podcast, one of the things you said to me was, can you please, when you listen to it for the first time, make sure your family is in the car? My wife, <laughs> my 11-year-old, and my 7-and-a-half-year-old. Make sure right. they are listening because they need – and you need to crank this thing on 11. Right. Tell me more. So the the hook to that was obviously this is not offensive in any way. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, not this, Steel Panther. Got it. Right. This album is as least offensive as a, a good bit of the albums we've covered on this podcast. Um, but I will also say that I had a feeling that your wife would probably dig this. I, you know, I don't know her musical taste. You really don't, because I don't well. know why you would think that. <laughs> Okay, so this is the woman who, like, like if Styx or Journey or Def Leppard or Farner, um, Whitesnake, these are all bands that we've either gone to see, and in her case, against her will, or didn't see because she was like, please, enough with your 80s hair hair band shit. Like, she saw Journey and... I was Farner... Um... I can't remember who it was who was opposite Journey, but it was one of those big like the like whatever the other band that was as popular as Journey was in Journey's heyday was the other one. Um yeah. and she, maybe. No. Um anyway, we so we saw we saw Journey and whatever this other band and we saw them with a bunch of like my girlfriends from work and she came along because she wanted to be a part of the group, but the, like, you know, she did not necessarily... I mean, she thinks Journey's okay, but it's not really her thing. So, if you'll recall, my, my wife's thing is, like, emo music and Sister <laughs> Hazel, okay? Um, That's right, yeah. Yeah, she's not really into, like, the 80s progressive pop or progressive metal or anything like that. And she's certainly not into some of, like, the heavier stuff that I listen to. As a matter of fact, she would prefer the growling to the high-pitched... Um, silky voice that we get here, but okay. weirdly enough, weirdly enough, I say that, but you know we're cranking it in the car, and then you can tell the people she recorded a video and she sent it to you, Jesse. That's right. Yeah, she was, she was not, uh, she was not offended. She she said she liked it. She said this is some. Oh, I wish I could remember her exact words. It this is like, some hair uh, metal some- shit. Yeah, <laughs> this is some 80s I, hair metal I remember I, I saw that video and I was like, this isn't hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's, she's going to be a 40-year-old woman, Coop. Let it go. Just, just leave it alone. <laughs> I, was, I was just, because I saw that on like uh, Instagram and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Again. So she came she, out of it. She came out of it. I was going to say she came out of it a little bit more positive, uh, with a more positive view than you thought she would. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so I, well, I, here's I didn't know what to. I've never heard the Night Flight Orchestra, and I did zero research. I was like, Jesse says we're doing them. We're doing them, even if it's Pip Fartner and Snare Drum. I don't care. We're doing it. So, um, you know, it, it'll be what it'll be. So I didn't think about it. I was like, whatever this is, it is, and it'll be fine. Jesse's not crazy. I'm sure it'll work out just fine. And then I listened to it. I'm like, actually, that was kind of like my first thought was, really, Jesse? <laughs> Like, this is what we're making a big deal out of. Okay. The the first image that I got in my head when I listened to 
uh, a lot of these songs off of here was like this was Rocky Rocky for the soundtrack part two. And you're going to <laughs> yeah. Now that you say that. that out loud, I get it, man. <laughs> yeah, you're you're going to probably get that vibe as we listen through uh, going through the songs. Fire, drown yeah. desire. Good yeah. stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. If you go to the, if you I'm go, very to YouTube, happy that that was not the version I used. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danhausen. Sorry, um, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Danhausen. <laughs> well, I I would think without further delay, we should probably go ahead and get into some music and get these uh, first three songs All on right. the, the table before we lose the rest of the view the listening base. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> I know. We don't have one. Have I been on camera this whole time with you guys? No. Uh, I, 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 I have I my camera off. You. Okay. Never mind. Woo! Um, <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt this time. <laughs> but no All pants. Right. No pants. All right. Here we go, folks. The first three songs of the evening. We've got Violent Indigo, Midnight Marvelous, and How Long.
song, Rihanna. <laughs> that's Man, that's some good stuff. That is some good well, stuff. So I was hearing like Sticks and Boston. Um, that one, uh, um, I, that one opening lick there. I, I can't. I know the song, and I can't quite place it. I bet Coop knows what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I was also hearing like the opening lick to like Flashdance in there. I'm like, this yeah. is this is such a throwback to the very distinct '80s pop rock sound. All right. Right. Yeah, you're. That's one of the things that really stood out to me. Obviously, when I listened to this album, it made me check the date on it like at least twice. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Wait a there's minute! <laughs> no way! There's no way this came out in 2021." And as far as like, okay, if you're going to say, "Well, hey, I'm going to do uh, an album that is completely inspired by the '80s," I, I mean, I need to start listening to see if there's more out there that sounds like this but this is by far one of the best 80s inspired albums I've listened to recently that's that been released doesn't recently directly talk about vaginas yes right well exactly <laughs> this is the pure form of what we were getting on the radio in the 80s yeah and and it's uh, yeah. channeled so well it is I, I just that's what blew me away is that they channeled it so well it's like you can tell sometimes when a band is really trying and they miss the mark. They didn't here. I don't feel like what we've heard so far misses much at all. Um, Coop, what'd you think of these three, man? Uh, first track, the beginning of it really reminded me of an old school PSA ad in terms of the opening synth on it. Okay. Uh, I just mean that in the way that like it was it was very clean and simple and very catchy. Uh, again, as the as the songs went on, uh, definitely hearing a lot of throwback to eighties pop, and I think I'll agree. This is probably one of the best eighties albums I've heard since uh, the eighties. You know, I was around for that. <laughs> totally, totally was around right. for it. But but yeah, I mean, I, I heard definitely a lot of homages. Coop's cutting out a little bit there. Yeah, he is. I never know if I should cut him off or not <laughs> because he doesn't know that he cut out and he's like, why is everyone talking over me? Right. I feel but we can't like, just I don't want to be, be like five minutes of silence either. <laughs> well, Cooper, you there? Me. There yes. you go. Okay. I'm, Come yeah, on back. I'll... All right. Yeah, like, I really don't know when I'm cutting out, because, like, I, I have no indication have, you guys are coming through just fine. You'd have no idea, yeah, unless you overheard us talking about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, get, I can usually kind of tell when there's nothing going on, and I'm like, huh, this isn't <laughs> how we operate. <laughs> I, I'm making perfectly valid points and getting no response. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, my previous uh, relationship? <laughs> Hey now, oh, I, I'm gonna need to put up a rim shot if you keep making those kinds of jokes. I, uh, I, I, I just say we have to resurrect that. We need to resurrect <laughs> the soundboard, right? <laughs> right. Coop, have you had a chance? Did you watch any videos by these? Well, I should say any of the recent videos off of uh, either Aromantic One or Two. I actually didn't get to hear any of Aromantic One. Uh, okay. I did watch the ones for this one. 
lots of uh lots of good body positivity by the way really enjoyed that it was nice yep yep <laughs> had people of all shapes and sizes that was cool yeah uh it definitely reminded me of the opulence of the 80s uh which i think was the point the costume or the costumes the same in all the videos you watch because i think i watched three and speed was dressed like he's a pilot <laughs> uh and then we have the two backup singers who are dressed up like um stewardesses and uh that's what always struck me is like in every single video that they did uh, that i saw they continued that costume uh which is hey it's true to the name i guess it is the night flight orchestra so um yeah i was uh that was one thing that i picked apart and that would make them the night flight attendants right I guess so. <laughs> I guess they would be. Yeah, so, I, uh, I didn't catch that either. So, like, good point. All right. All right yeah, so like, I, I, I want to read this real quick. Um, Boris Kaiser from the German magazine Rock Hard compared the Night Flight Orchestra in his review for Sometimes the World Ain't Enough with bands like Toto, Kiss, Ghost, Ario, Speedwagon, Boston, and Supertramp, to which I say yes. Um, yeah. Some band? other some other um yes the band <laughs> <laughs> that too uh according to matthias weckman from the german metal hammer magazine the band delivers everything that ones love and love about bands like journey foreigner and survivor bjorn backs from the online magazine power dot power metal dot d compared the second studio album skyline whispers with british progressive rock of the 1970s and named yes genesis kiss also keith um, Deep Purple and Rainbow Keith. is... Keith. Now Keith. <laughs> Not Keith. Um, as musical references, to which, again, I say, yes. Um, yeah. on, December, on December 15th of 2017, the Night Flight Orchestra were nominated for a Swedish Grammy Award. Um, I know the Grammys don't count for anything. I don't know if you can hear me roll my eyes just now. Um, but, um, hey, Jesse, am I passive-aggressive? Oh, tell me about the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Uh, nominated for a Swedish Grammy Award in the category for Best Rock Metal for Amber Galactic. So, I mean, these guys are, like, no joke. It's just one of those deals where this kind of music doesn't penetrate the modern American music scene. This is very European. But yeah, Europe, in a lot of ways, musically, especially in the in the metal scene, is still very stuck in previous decades. It's America that, like trips over their own dick trying to find the new sound. Europe's like, nope, the old sounds work just fine. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, one of the bands, I don't know, I, I, you went through a lot of them there, but one of the bands that you <laughs> did not mention was ABBA. Uh, mm. I think we heard a lot more ABBA on that Lordy album we did a, f uh, a few weeks back. But did The um, disco one? The one that you hated? Yeah, right. Now there's going to be, I think, as we proceed here, you may hear some disco elements, or at least something that's the late 70s definitely brought forward um so uh yeah well i guess without further ado let's go ahead we'll get into the next three yes sir i'm on it boss all right, all right. So here we go like being in charge jesse like when i call you boss like when i tickle your sack stroke you 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 call me boss my wife calls me boss this is a damn good day uh, jesse's just like i'm like king shit around here motherfuckers <laughs> do the convicts <laughs> call you boss too they do oh good <laughs> They, I, you're probably asking Mark that one. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they, I get called doctor, of which I do not, I am not, and I do not get paid that way. Um, all right, so here we go. I just play doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, I just tell you. On Snapchat. All right, here we go. You Burn for one. me, Chardonnay Nights, and Change. 
Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by Grammarly. Did you know that, Jesse? I had no idea. Tell me more. I will. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and everywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements to download Grammarly today. Go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. And now, back to your regularly scheduled host, Jesse, the amazing starcher. <laughs> Mark Rattledge. Uh, so, okay. Too good to you, Jesse. Too good to you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Billy Joel was one that really stuck out to me for some reason when I heard our, <laughs> uh, our first track. Now no, he didn't. He didn't stick out to me, but he stuck out to me. Um, when, when we listened, <laughs> At least he didn't stick into you. Uh, hey now. <laughs> nor did he burn for me, or nor did I burn for him. Uh, but yes, have, when I hear, did burn you for have me, Chardonnay night with Billy Joel, Jesse? <laughs> Is he on your Snapchat? Uh, I, ooh, uh, risque. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That I've utterly corrupted perfectly innocent men. Oh, oh, oh wow. I've been doing we've been do- doing this for how many years, Mark? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're uh, welcome. Sh- Chardonnay Nights, I feel that's where my ABBA uh where, where where I started to think of ABBA for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um now change, as we get into change, I'm like just toss it on the Rocky Four soundtrack. That's where I'm like, this is the this is the one uh where you make a space and it just solidifies itself in the 80s. Um, all three really good songs. I, I, I can't, you know, you guys already know I love this album a lot. Uh, uh, finding weak points in the album was pretty tough. I know what songs I like the least, but the problem is is that those songs are still not bad. So, uh, but Coop, I'll throw it to you, man. What'd you think of Burn For Me, Chardonnay Nights, and Chain? Uh, change like I was about to do my training in a mountain covered in snow because that beat <laughs> just had me wanting to box the Russians and win the Cold War. Love it, love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, which you know that that's actually what ended the Cold War. Not no tearing the walls down, none oh, of that shit. Motherfucker, you don't have to tell me. I know what ended the Cold War, and it was Rocky Four. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. And then they had that recut where it was uh where where he still ended the Cold War, but it was actually a little more uh uh a, a little less of the times. <laughs> I did enjoy that recut though. Even though it was weird, the people started it like 5 minutes early. So we had a bunch of people coming in me like, "Wait, what the what the fuck?" <laughs> Very confusing. Uh but no, this album, yeah, like Funny thing is my 80s pop music knowledge is very little. Uh, honestly, my favorite 80s pop band is Genesis. Okay. Hey, guys, Which... finish your statement, but then I have breaking news. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, which I said to a customer the other day, yeah, I wanted to take my mom to a Genesis concert, and they're like, oh, well, that shows your age. I was like, how old do you think I am? And they're like, at least 35. And then I pulled my mask down, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're not 35. So like, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anywho, breaking news. Do we, what, do we still have the breaking news sound effect? Uh, maybe. Hang on. Uh, but, but, but yes. 
And now, I'm up at News Flash. Okay, this just in from um, the New York Post. Kid Rock releases Let's Go Brandon song bashing Biden and Dr. Fauci. Mm, controversial, con- controversial musician Kid Rock, who I'm taking my kids to go see this summer, I decided. Um, I'm sorry. You know, you're the second person to try to discourage me from going to see Kid Rock. And I want to know, what kind of communist like millennial are you? What is everyone's <laughs> problem with Kid Rock? I mean, besides the guy's been making music that is either uh, pretty much a wild, just blatant ripoff of most other artists that are solid and or using the exact same beat or song. From other I was gonna artists. Say, um, he used the exact same song. Let's not kid ourselves. But yeah, let's I mean, not kid. Rock ourselves. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me... Let me counter your point by simply saying "ba" with the "ba" with "dang dang diggy diggy." Yes, yes, uh, definitely argument. hitting the high point of the cultural zeitgeist of two thousand and one. <laughs> Cooper, do you not understand that this is for the questions that don't have any answers? Oh yeah, I mean I know there is no winning this. This is like a political <laughs> argument on uh, on Facebook. The only person winning is the one looking at this, being like, "Ah, oh, what a bunch of losers." I mean, Kid Rock speaks for all of us when he says, "All you bastards at the IRS." Well, Billboard.com, yes. Billboard.com, in their recent article covering the same thing, uh, and I quote: "Kid Rock has been a longtime supporter of former President Donald Trump. Back in 2016, the star expanded his merch line to include a T labeling blue states from the 2016 presidential election as part of Dumbfuckistan." Correct. Okay. So I think you guys should approve of me taking my children to celebrate America by t- by bringing them to a Kid Rock concert this summer. To to well, bringing them to a closeted Donald Trump rally. <laughs> they're eleven and eight, like they're like they'll care. I had to explain to my son what a concentration camp was today because he was hearing part of our Munich review. And he was like, wait, what's a concentration oh. camp? And I'm like, well, it's not a summer camp, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's uh, where they actually get all the orange juice from. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right. Please remind me before the next show to upload a rim shot. All right. So uh, <laughs> in addition to our breaking news, we have to hear the song, Jesse. I'm sorry to interrupt your show, but this is still my podcast network. And if Kid Rock is releasing a song, we have to hear it. I, I'm down. Let's hear it. All right, here oh we go. God, <laughs> shut up, Cooper. This is this is we the people. Ill. Hey, hey, hey. Man, 
Facebook. That's his entire fucking fan base. <laughs> Can we please dedicate the rest of the year to just Kid Rock albums? Oh my god. You want to see me in the obituaries? Oh. So, okay. It's so random fuck Facebook. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I'm sure he was about to go on a rant for a second and, and just really lay into... Right before um, I cut it off, he was like, and fuck Twitter. So basically, he's like, fuck social media, because apparently it's a tool of the left-wing communists. Well, yeah, because they all banned Donald Trump. Yeah. Their lord and savior. The one that will save all of us from the liberal pedophiles. I love Kid Rock, but that song is dumb as shit. It really is. And I'm I mean, here it for played it. to his audience. I am... Listen, Alexis, I'm here for the <laughs> dumbest the dumbest shit Kid Rock music. And if he drops an album sometime in the near future, we are re- totally reviewing it. Yeah, Just I like mean, we did Sweet least... Southern Sugar on July 4th that one year. It will at least stimulate conversation easily. There, <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay. All right, Kid Rock, that's fine. You can you, you have your views. You go right ahead and do what you need to do. Does but he not speak I, to I at least liked 51 or... Behind, sorry, go ahead. We, I, I was just going to say I liked it better when he went behind the, you know, behind the uh, shed and fired one up. That was that was my <laughs> Kid Rock. I, uh, I liked it when he was going to start an escort service for all the right reasons. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> not my Kid Rock. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Can hashtag we get that trending? <laughs> I want to see Je- Jesse go on a fucking Twitter rant. Like, this is not the Kid Rock I grew up with. What happened to this the question? This is not my the- Kid Rock. What is this? <laughs> Hashtag uh, not my Kid Rock. Where? He, does he wow. not speak for at least 51% of the country? No. 49%. I, mean, I will take uh, 49. Less, but I will closer. take 49 or 51. Those are your choices. Uh, 49 because that's the 51 is not how anything works. Anything. You know, this reminds me of that meme, you know, where the two astronauts are looking at the sun, looking at the earth, you know, you're telling me this is Kid Rock? Always has been. (laughs) All right. um, Back to the Night Flight Orchestra. This is Jesse's show. (laughs) Let's let's get back to the Europeans because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they make great decisions too. They're okay. handling things. That they're doing fantastic. How's that Brexit working out for you, boys? Ooh, look at you, Mister hey, Politics. Oh yeah, no, I try to stay out of it usually because it makes me grumpy. Yeah, clearly, I played one kid rock song, and you're like, "Fuck this podcast," and everyone out on it. So. Well, no, I'm like, "Fuck kid rock." At that point, <laughs> hashtag not my kid rock. Can we get that trending? I, yeah. I will I will get my tens and tens of media followers to followers to do that. Yeah, I right. need you to do like I do and like like put that on Facebook, take a picture of it and then upload it to to Instagram. <laughs> we should get what? what's his name with his uh w- w- with his uh, bandmate podcast or review. <laughs> First of all, that's fucking Jeff's jam right there. I'm sure of it. Right. Mr. Right, fucking Brie Larson's built like a num- like the number 1. Um, Pardon? She's oh, built not, like the number one. She yeah. Apparently, that is he compared her to the number one. Yeah, because uh, she her, doesn't have any curves. Yes, there you correct. go. 
He was okay. it, him and his ilk were not fans of the Captain Marvel movie, and it couldn't just be a bad movie. Brie Larson also had to be the world's worst twat as well. I mean, I didn't love that movie either, but also like, <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of other things you could hate the movie for other than her twat or lack of. Um, yeah. All right, hey, Jesse. <laughs> oh, they're saying she has a penis. Where's that clip <laughs> when we need it? <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. All right. Hey, oh, Jesse. That oh, one. Isn't it nice to have a penis? Oh, okay. Jesse, you want to? You want to? You want me to play three more songs, and then maybe yeah. we'll we'll, we'll, we'll uh, check in with the angry metal guy and see what he has to say about all this. Absolutely. Let's do that. All right. Here we go. After I've now derailed the podcast, um, we've got on the wax. We've got. Uh, Amber through a window, I will try, and you belong to the night.
But Jesse, what does the angry guy ha- metal guy have to say about all this? Oh, angry metal guy did not chime in on the night flight orchestra, Aeromantic no. too. Yeah, but I will tell you that we've got some scores here, and I'll read these to you. Here you go. Uh, so DistortedSoundMag.com gave this an 8 out of 10, along with SonicPerspectives.com, they gave it an 8 out of 10. Blabbermouth.net gives it an 8.5 out of 10. Sputnik Music score there, 3.9 out of 5. Uh, and Stormbringer.at gives this a 4 out of 5. Now, I will tell you that MetalAddicts.com, I read that review, not they weren't very pleased. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, they, they are metal addicts, so let's just put that out there. <laughs> They're probably, and, and he did specify in the review, this is the first time he had ever listened to the Night Flight Orchestra. So uh, when, he was, when it was all said and done, his review, which I would agree for fans only, that's fine. I mean, if you are a fan of Night Flight Orchestra, this album is going to probably give you exactly what you wanted I think um, you would it, it just might I, well I don't know if you noticed <laughs> but there's there's quite a these last three songs that we listened to there is definitely a theme of like teenage love or that 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 you know that was a lot of what you got in the 80s when you were listening to songs the content the lyrical content was usually about some type of a relationship uh, or finding love for the first time and there's a or trying to stay in love it's there's a very strong um a very strong message throughout those three that we just listened to about that uh about love and and being in love now i will also say something may have escaped my reviews of what i was reading uh in regards to this album there is there seems to be a theme throughout this uh, aside from you know falling in love and, and the romantic the aromantic uh <laughs> feelings as you will um they are on point because if you notice like we the last song we just listened to was you belong to the night okay um previous Somebody to that snapchat's going off uh-oh oh no i don't know what you're talking Mark, about keep it in the uh-huh. pants man um Sound. Now the previous He's not wearing any, sir. <laughs> I the so. previous the previous song, uh it, you know, again, if you look at the lyrics, it's it's uh the setting of it is at night. <laughs> so they are indeed the well. night flight orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> well, Get ready. We got you... that covered. Well, it's funny because I, I I was like, okay, well I'm I'm just making something out of nothing. When you look at Aromantic One and look at all the songs that are revolve around at night, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you'd be surprised as to like how dedicated they are to making sure that that's part of their songs. Um, just saying, it seems to be a trend. But uh, anyway, Coop, enough of my rambling. What'd you think of these three, man? Uh, I I just will say, if these guys uh, made a cartoon, they would draw it all on black paper. I would agree. They would probably just like they did with Batman the animated series. That's why it always looks so dark. I didn't know <laughs> no. that. Are you making Are you making shit up? No. Okay. I was. In, it was in the special features on the uh, DVD box set. Well, I learned something. There, yeah, there you go. That's, that's something cool. you can one day use in your tripped up trivia podcast on the Ravage <laughs> Broadcasting Network. And then get we immediately actually... challenged by it. 
<laughs> actually did we did one on WB animation, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> so uh, that would fit right in there. Yeah, uh, you can do it on the second one. Anywho, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. But yeah, these uh these three tracks again just furthering along the 1980s groove like honestly this is the most 80s album i've heard since the early 90s i was gonna say i can't like, agree more i feel like this is the most 80s thing i've heard since any time we've we've covered steel panther and and here's the thing the thing that we focus with steel panther is how is how dirty it is oh yeah it's it's such a i mean it's such a gimmick with them it feels mm-hmm. like because they're, they're just using that as a vehicle to Make dick get jokes. Sal- yeah, get their salacious. Oh, uh, it's, it's more than dick jokes. It's <laughs> dicks and pussies and assholes. Oh yeah, and, and she's on the rag. She's poop. Nope. That was like our anthem for a while. Do you remember that? I do because <laughs> you played it at work and you're like, somebody's like, I need to vomit. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but I remember like that was just one of those where like we just kept bringing it up on like every podcast. She's on the rag. She's on the rag. Um, oh yeah, I still serenade me, women with that me, one. Uh, okay, just talking about that right now, I went back to go take a look and see <laughs> what some of the track names were, because wasn't one of them like something at an old folks' home or something? Um, oh, yeah. Goodness, what was it? Hold like, on, yeah. I got it here. Okay, go ahead. I'm looking. Well, okay, here you go. <laughs> this is 2010. 2010. 2017's lower the bar. Going in the back door. Anything yep, yep. goes. Poontang boomerang. <laughs> that's that. That's when you came in. Wrong side of the tracks out in Beverly Hills. Now the fun starts. Pussy ain't free. Wasted too much time. I got what you want. Walk of shame. And she's tight. Now where is she's on the rag? What? Which one is that? The uh, that 2000. That. that was the one from like all 20, you can 2014. Eat. There it is. Pussy whipped. Party like tomorrow's the end of the world. Glory hole, Bukaki yeah. tears, Bukaki tears, gang yep. bang, gang bang at the old folks' home. That's the one. Ah, and strikes you out. The burden of being wonderful, fucking my heart in the ass. Yes. BBS, <laughs> you're, you're beautiful when you don't talk. If I, I was love king, that one. It's a good. If it's I was actually, king, uh, it is the Al Bundy uh, classic. <laughs> and we send it home with track number twelve. She's on the rag. There it yeah. is. It's a, cla- it's a classic. Pan. The metal hammer of doom. The metal hammer of doom anthem. She's on the rag. Yeah, I love their first <laughs> album too with Asian Hooker. Oh wow! Well, I mean, with it with quality lyrics like "sucky fucky, sucky fucky smells like sushi." <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank and, uh, all the people that came poverty. to that found us through the Bandmade review. Thanks for joining Ooh. us. Yeah, we are very progressive. We are. Uh, we make so much progress. In fact, we're going to go right out the door. <laughs> well, this rambling segment uh, was brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to Steel Panther there. That's right. If you've enjoyed our ramblings about Steel Panther, you can check out all their entire catalog for free by simply clicking the link in the, in this podcast uh, get amazonmusic.com slash w2m network again let's get amazonmusic.com slash w2m network to stream all the steel panther and night flight orchestra you want and kid so, rock and kid rock you can listen to that song and chant let's go brandon and make america great again and 
you know, wear suits made out of American flags. It'll be fantastic, and you'll be the hit of the neighborhood, depending on which neighborhood you live in. All right, um, so let's finish up here. We've got three more tracks to go uh, on Jesse's special Metal Hammer of Doom show. <laughs> you make it sound like somebody's going to get touched at the end. <laughs> so this is Zodiac. It's a very special episode of the Metal Hammer of Doom. <laughs> White teens and moonlit skies.
well, that's amazing and makes me miss doing the cover show. <laughs> We've actually played that, I think, on one of the cover shows. Uh, I, oh, I really? believe I, I know, like, I we believe... played a cover of Burning Heart, but I don't necessarily remember if it was that one. Uh, I believe I slipped that one in at one point in the past. Hey, um, hey baby. Um, man. Bjorn, Strid, Speed, whatever you want to call him. I mean, fucking stellar. Uh, the guy continues to blow me away every time I listen to anything that he's involved in. And when I heard the Night Flight Orchestra, what's funny is a lot of, uh, a, a lot of lead singers have that distinct sound. You can tell, okay, I know who that guy is. I know who that person is. So Night Flight Orchestra hits uh, my Spotify at some point, and I, I immediately recognized Speed as the lead singer, and I was like, this is not soil work. What the hell is going on here? So it was Zodiac was the first song that I think I had heard by the Night Flight Orchestra. And I, of course, immediately went over to find out who I was listening to and make sure or confirm, because I was like, man, if that's not Speed, I don't know who this guy is imitating Speed. He's doing a damn good job. Well, sure enough, you find out that, yeah, it is indeed Bjorn Strid. So I, at that point, became convinced, like, okay, this Zodiac was so good. I was like, there's no way the rest of Aromantic 2 holds up to what I just heard. And as an experiment, I put the album on because if there's a chance that that would happen, I would be absolutely amazed. And guess what? I was absolutely amazed. I came away listening to Aromantic 2 going, this is probably some of the best. It, it's so unique in the fact that it, it's, it, it's inspired and bringing forth the 80s in a decade 40 years later. You know, <laughs> this is something that is... It just blew my mind. I know I've said it before. I'll say it again. It was it was great to listen to this album over, and I can listen to it over and over. Sometimes those albums will strike where it's just like this is so good. I have no problems with it. Every song is good front to back. I have I, I'll listen to it over and over, and I will crank it up. Uh, the, I, my wife my wife has probably listened to this album at least half the times that. Uh, I have be just because I've had it so loud in the basement. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's how how much I enjoy this album. And uh, so, yeah, I'm glad I had the opportunity to talk about it tonight. So glad I found these guys. So, uh, Mark, I mean, you want to give your final thoughts and throw it to Coop? I do. Um, I thought this was great. This was a this was a hell of a pick, Jesse. You, you should pick more uh, stuff that we do. Um, th this was a lot of fun. This was totally a throwback to everything. Every sound on this album is a sound I loved from, like, my childhood and my, my early 20s, which would put me in the 80s and 90s. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> this was fantastic. Um, yes, I was born in the late 19th century, or 20th century, rather. Late, late 19th century, are you the a late, time traveler, sir? Sorry, the late 1900s, oh. that's, that's the joke. Um... But yeah, man, this this rocks my socks. Uh, this was a great listen. This was a total throwback. Very European, like totally European. Like, like I'm afraid immigration may come and get me. It's so European. <laughs> um, so I will throw it to Coop for his final words, and then we will get out of here. It is European so much, my boots are soaked. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> not good. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, uh. 
I mean, I, I told you, I think, uh, before that I used to own Jeff Foxworthy's Redneck Dictionary physically and used to read it on the toilet. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it had to have been toilet time reading. I mean, it's perfect. It's just, uh, you know, it's just get a few uh, words in there, get a few new definitions, have a new understanding on the English language, wipe your ass and leave. It's a great time. <laughs> uh, anywho, speaking of a good time on the toilet, uh, this album here. I won't say the cheeseburger on the toilet. I have a friend of mine that uh, claims to have done it, but now denies it, even though my friend Nick, who one day will be on this podcast, uh, can attest to the story being told that that man, grown man ate a cheeseburger on the shitter because he was hungry. I, I, ta- I not only ate a cheeseburger while on the toilet, but I talked about it on a podcast, and my friend Pete, who no one listens to, see, I can do that joke too, it said, you really know how to live. I've never forgotten that. I take that with me everywhere I go. So depressed right now. <laughs> I mean that <laughs> as well. You should. That is a that is quite the coat rack to hang your hat on. <laughs> Made of porcelain and a, and a fucking McDonald's. What rapper. are your achievements? Like, well, I once ate a cheeseburger on the shitter. You have lived. Put it friend. on the resume. <laughs> yeah. What are your qualifications for this job? Well. <laughs> Go ahead, Coop. Finish up. <laughs> let, let me tell you about my bathroom habits. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this album here, like, I love this band. Uh, well, again, this is a little lighter than I remember some of their other stuff being. Honestly, it kind of is a breath of fresh air, really, for a lot of the music landscape that you get nowadays. Uh, in a way, it's kind of unique to what it is because, frankly, you don't you just don't get much music like this anymore. And they do a fantastic job of. Uh, executing it the songs are memorable like a lot of these songs i'm gonna be throwing on my playlist like that one day i go to the gym this year hashtag new (laughs) new year new me uh (laughs) as i go to the fucking gym in like august (laughs) see that's that was my plan all along it's because everybody that had planned to do it in january already quit uh it'll be clear but yeah throw that shit on your workout playlist uh, splice it into Rocky footage, make your weird-ass anime AMVs to Ashitano Joe in it or something. I don't know. Just four out of five. Love it. Nice. I just I just referenced a 19, late 1970s, no, early 1970s anime. Go me. Wow. Yeah. All right, folks. That is the... <laughs> that is the end, my friends. Of our of Jesse's really podcast here as we review Air Romantic Two by the Night Flight Orchestra. Um, earlier tonight, my son and I did a, um, uh, a what do you call it? An alternative commentary for AEW Beach Break, AEW Dynamite Beach Break. And honestly, the only reason why I did it was I know like my son likes like the stupid wrestling matches. So there was a ladder match, and then there was a, and then there was a hardcore match at the end. And I was like, "These, th- this is when my son really turns it on, like, because the rest of the time, and I don't blame him. Like, he's he doesn't really like wrestling as such. He likes it when, like, I had on uh, WrestleMania fourteen and fifteen over the weekend, and I think it's WrestleMania fifteen that opens up with the the triple threat hardcore match, and he was dying <laughs> laughing. He just thought that was the best. <laughs> first of all, he first of all he had a naughty little giggle." When Billy Gunn walked out, and I'm like, "So Jonas, his name is he's the ass man. He is the ass man. He likes his to stuff. kiss him. He likes to kick him. 
Oh, it's great. He was dying laughing. Um, but yeah, he he likes like, you know, when we've done like the barbed wire exploding death match that Kenny Omega and John Moxley did, stuff like that. He thinks all that stuff's like really funny. Um, the regular like the regular wrestling matches, he was like, Oh my god, this is the most boring thing ever. Why do you make me watch this? So but he was very funny. He was very entertaining on the show. We actually had some people turning into the live stream and we answered their questions on the air. That was that, that was fun and interesting. Um, since we left Blog Talk Radio, I don't really, you know, we, we don't do with callers as such anymore. Uh, like we used to. Remember that, Coop? Oh, golly gee, do I. Those <laughs> the- guys were real comedic geniuses. <laughs> was it the Slayer retrospective where... It was. It, it was the album review, I thought. Okay, it was one of the two where it was where it was just like, "Hey, I just want to know what you guys think of Slayer. When are you guys gonna fuck on the air?" It's like, ugh. <laughs> like I don't so much mind the trolling. Is it? Could you be better at it? <laughs> <laughs> like at least be creative. Like asking me if I've touched little children. That's an easy one. Just yeah. ask the church. Oh God. Anyway, um, so that. <laughs> Move right past it. So uh, go ahead and listen to me and my son watching AEW Dynamite tonight. It was a lot of fun. As for the Metal Hammer of Doom, uh, next week, Battle Beast, then Korn, then another Lordy album, then Amorphous. Um, and then we're taking a week off. It's all Batman stuff all the time. Well, I mean, we're taking a week off from airing things. These guys are still going to be recording with me, though. Um <laughs> And you will hear that recording the week after Jesse has another show. Jesse, did you know you're hosting another show in March? Oh, wow. I'll be a little bit more prepared next time to host the show. I can't wait. Oh, good. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you weren't prepared when I just sprung it on you at the last second uh, in the middle of the podcast? I, I, I would hate to betray that I, my cool, calm, collective demeanor is to say that I, I about shit myself, but that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, you do no, it. No, it'll be fun, man. I knew how to roll with the punches. Yeah, uh, we got a Legion coming up. Am I correct? That is correct. That is March Damn. 9th. And then Damn. for um, the day before St. Patrick's Day, um, we will be airing our review of House of Pain. This is the House of Pain. Fine malt lyrics just in time for St. Patrick's Day. And then Sabaton, the war to end all wars. And then the week after that... Sabaton goes to space. It's crazy. <laughs> with tanks. Space um, tanks. And then on a special Thursday night show, um, we uh, Thursday night at 10 o'clock, we will be recording our Randy Macho Man Savage album, Be a Man, Hulk Hogan. Oh, man. That's exciting stuff right there. Just in time. Slim Jim's not included. Just in time for WrestleMania, it's going to be a gay old time, let me tell you. I'm looking forward to it. You looking forward to it, Jesse? Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, that's it. That's all my plugs. Jesse, um, I hear you've got some unspoken issues you want to whisper about. <laughs> that's right. Hey, we just dropped uh, our recent episode, which was on the... Squadron Supreme and Avengers from the 90s. That was supposed so, to be part of the Superblog team up, but like the timing didn't work out, right? Uh, no, actually, I didn't even pitch it for it. Uh, Dean just wanted to... He had no involvement, but he was like, hey, you want to do something uh, in honor of George Perez? And we're like, yeah, sure, let's do that. So okay. I, I, I could have probably 
twisted Bailey's arm. I'm sure it wouldn't have taken too much twisting. He'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, put it on there. But anyway, yeah, it, it was a uh, it was a tribute to George Perez and his art in Avengers. I think it was issues five and six or maybe four and five. Uh, but anyway, the Avengers uh, lock horns with the Squadron Supreme. And if you guys want to learn about the Squadron Supreme, I'll tell you what, just look at the Justice League and then there's your Squadron Supreme. They are all Justice League analogs. Uh, so and at some point we may go back further into Squadron Supreme lore because it is very, very interesting. But aside from that, also recording tomorrow, Unspoken Issues will be discussing our 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 carnage continues. So if you recall, a few weeks back, we released the first carnage arc that was an amazing Spider-Man. So carnage's first appearance and his the crazy uh, story that was happening there. Well, this one is called Web of Carnage. Two years later, it occurs in 1996, and this is smack dab in the middle of the fucking clone saga. Ben Riley is Spider-Man. Ben Riley Spider-Man. Peter Parker has no powers. Mary Jane is pregnant. It is definitely a blank spot in the old Starcher repertoire. I don't know what's going on at this point in in 90s Spider-Man, but I can tell you Carnage gets on to Ben Riley and shit hits the fan. It's good stuff. So uh, we're recording that tomorrow, so watch for that probably in the next couple weeks. Tripped Up Trivia is happening this coming Saturday, uh, and we did an episode on video games. Alexis, Santa, and myself got together with six panelists. I don't know how we made this work, but this show ended in two hours, and by the time I'm done editing, we're actually going to be at an hour. It's amazing. Uh, so if you like video games and you want to test your knowledge, watch out for that episode to drop. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun because you can play along with us, see how you do. See if you do well. Keep your own score. Tell Jesse, us how you do. Jesse, I'm going to help you out real quick. Um, you've also I – don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but you also do a podcast from me called Source Material. Um, right. Every once in a while. <laughs> every, 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 every little once in a while. You've got one coming up on February 14th. Um, you have the Uncharted comic to go along with the Uncharted movie review that's coming out based that's on correct. the Uncharted video game. And then right. you and Evan Bevins are going to be talking White Knight. Like nine years ago, Evan pitched that one. And I'm like, yeah, we'll save it for the next Batman comic. So the next Batman yeah. movie. So you and Bevan will be talking White Knight. Um, you and me are eventually going to put together a Shattered Empire show, and that will release on May the 4th, because may the 4th be with you. Get it? Oh! <laughs> Do you get it? That's look, good stuff. Look for some re-airs of Batman Haunted Night, Gotham by Gaslight, and Batman Hellboy Starman around the time of the Batman. That's all coming awesome. at you on the site. And um, eventually... Jesse's supposed to be doing a What You're Reading, a Sinestro Corpse War, and Morbius the Living Ma- Vampire, the man called Morbius. Yep. Yep. I've got that one read, all noted. And Armstrong and I are ready to record at some point here. Uh, it's one crazy, crazy comic that you might, uh, Morbius... You might want to record it after the movie actually airs. <laughs> Just so wait. you're telling me it's never releasing. It's going to be it's, a while. It's the new New Mutants. Um, that's ridiculous. That All right, better. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, Robert Cooper, uh, any final words, stories about the pooper, anything? Yeah. I always mix up the Squadron and Supreme and the Authority. Oh, I can well, understand that. Well said. All right, folks, that's it for the... <laughs> 
That's it for the. He didn't even want to let him plug. He didn't want to let him plug the podcast that he has never on, and that the other the other lady never even does. Yeah, That's there you go. Well, I mean, Jesse just kind of did the bit for me, but there we go. There we <laughs> go. We gotta gotta cross. Gotta get another dot on the bingo board. Thank you for joining us here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. He's Robert Cooper. That over there is Jesse Starcher, and I'm always Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave.